Namaste Jai Ganesh. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org. The Secret Yoga. And let's have some serious fun. In our podcast, What is Yoga? We succinctly defined this Sanskrit Hindu word and the various Hindu yogas, Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Raja Yoga, Jnana, Gyan Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Mantra Yoga, Japa Yoga, Nada Yoga, Nata, Yoga Kundalini Yoga. Now, of all these classic Hindu yogas, there was one and only one that the rishis, the wise Hindu sages, said to keep secret, basically do not display. And ironically, paradoxically, bizarrely, you name it, this is the very yoga that is represented today, misrepresented, by the term yoga, which is basically meant as hatha yoga, the Hindu devotional postures. Now there was a reason that these rishis said to keep only this one yoga basically secret or not on display was because this yoga of Hinduism deals with the physical body and esoteric subjects that are so appealing to many. The chakras, kundalini, the two brain hemispheres, the inner workings of the physical body. The rishis realized that if you presented these physical and esoteric aspects to the naive, they would be totally misrepresented. Kind of like giving a book of geometry to a first grader, and they think it's simply a nice coloring book. So this Hatha Yoga was traditionally learned at the feet of a guru. And the guru would present the classical Hindu yoga lifestyle in a very methodical and progressive manner with a strong foundation. And when it came time to the deeper explanation of the chakras and kundalini, and the various difficult hatha yoga asanas, which are actually devotional postures to Hindu deities, the student, the Brahmachari, the Brahmacharini, would have an in-depth knowledge and foundation in the Hindu yoga dharma. Now we do have texts that detail the various hatha yoga asanas, and speak of the chakras and kundalini, various breathing exercises, pranayama. And these texts are the Hatha Yoga Pradipika by Yogi Svatmarama, the Giranda Samhita by Sage Giranda, 
The Siva Samhita, inspired by Shiva and Parvati, and the Siddha Siddhanta Padati by Yogi Gorakhanath. Now, Hatha Yoga, of course, remember the meaning of the Sanskrit Hindu word yoga is yuj, atman, brahman, cha, to yoke yuj to our atmana, soul, if you will, and brahman, the soul source. And therefore, the prefix is necessary to understand how the Hindu is working towards this atma-darshana, or spiritual realization. Hatha yoga, again, are the Hindu devotional postures. And the very meaning of the Sanskrit Hindu word hatha, it's two syllables, ha and tha. Ha stands for both hara and hari, Shiva or Siva, and Vishnu, hara, hari, respectively. Tha refers to both the moon and the sun, respectively. Shiva, Siva, is always associated with the moon, Chandra, and Vishnu, Hari, is associated with the sun, Surya. So true Hatha Yoga are devotional postures within Hinduism that are worshipful postures to the sun, the moon, to Shiva, to Vishnu, various incarnations of Vishnu. We have asanas to animals, to various aspects of nature, to a tree, for example, to a mountain, vrikshasana, tadasana. Essentially recognizing the divinity or the soul that flows through all of these things. So in the wisdom of keeping Hatha Yoga secret and the connection to the Hindu deities and especially Shiva, these four texts mentioned all give great obeisance to Mahadev Shiva Adinada. For Shiva epitomizes the yogi in the forest. In the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, Yogi Svatmarama, after beseeching Adinada, Shiva, he specifically states, Hatha Vidya Bhaveda Yavate Guya Niveda Tu Prakashavaranam. This knowledge, Vidya, of Hatha Yoga is powerful, Bhaveda, when kept secret, guya, and loses power, ni-veda, when displayed, prakash-varanam. And the subsequent scriptures, Giranda-samhita, Siva-samhita, Siddha-saranta-padati, all explicitly state the same thing to keep this Hatha Yoga knowledge secret or not displayed. However, clearly the secret is out, way out. Today, under the misuse of simply the word yoga, 
we have 200-hour certified professional yogis who teach all manner of distorted yoga. Think for a moment that it takes 1,500 hours to become a dog groomer. The typical understanding of mastery of any subject matter is at least 10,000 hours of study. And here we have, quote-unquote, professional certified yoga teachers who, in a minimum of 200 hours, are becoming teachers hired in schools, hospitals, etc., Anyone who does the least bit of search into the Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, cultural lifestyle quickly comes away with the understanding that any of these Hindu disciplines, be it music, dance, art, sculpture, the religion, take decades and decades of committed practice to master. Because of this lack of keeping these esoteric and highly disciplined areas of Hinduism rather secret, today we have hot yoga, power yoga, doggy yoga, laughter yoga, Nude yoga, beer yoga, goat yoga, alpaca yoga, Ted's yoga, Mary's yoga, Kino yoga, ad nauseum. And in a bizarre twist of the colonial elitist mindset, qualified Hindu yogis, swamis, gurus, etc., would actually be banned from teaching Hatha Yoga, though they shouldn't be openly displaying simply Hatha Yoga, but they would be banned and have been from teaching in public venues, one, because they are not certified, and two, because they would be presenting Yoga and Hatha Yoga and all the Yogas within its proper Hindu religious context. And now, for a little serious fun. Hallelujah, Maranatha, Shalom, Salam Alaikum. My name is Reverend Ganapati Paramatma, Rabbi, Imam, Paramswami, Bishop, and I am, of course, a 200-hour certified baptism teacher and a 500-hour RBT, Registered Baptism therapist. And I run a chain of baptism studios and we offer all of the contemporary forms of baptism. We have hot baptism and power baptism, doggy baptism, laughter baptism, even nude baptism for the more adventurous. And we offer a whole line of baptismal apparel. We have one piece, two piece thongs to show off your baptism booty, we have baptism mats, baptism towels, we have our own magazines, baptism journal, international baptism. Of course, we have baptism teacher training, 
And we also offer communion certifications, 200 hours, and for 500 hours, one can become a saumonier. Now, some of my colleagues have asked, what do we do about these, basically, Christian fundamentalists that try and tell us that baptism and communion are sacred Christian practices? And my advice to them is to, one, simply confront them and say, peace, brother, we're all one, no judgments, no labels, no divisions, and they'll probably back down. If they persist, however, you are going to have to gently and intelligently remind them that no one owns baptism and communion. Water, wine existed long before Christianity. And if they still persist, you're going to have to be firm and tell them, look, you're probably racist. You need to go back to the Middle East because you're in America now. Absurd? Insane? Let's see. Do you know, if you were to ask many, many people today, have you ever heard of yoga? They just might say, what, are you crazy? Everybody's heard of yoga. My goodness. There are yoga studios in every town, several. It's in the community centers. It's in the hospitals, in the schools, on TV, books, magazines, Madison Avenue. Where have you been? In a cave or something? Oh, okay. Then if you next asked, did you know that yoga is all about Hindu dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion? They would say, what are you, crazy? Yoga has nothing to do with religion, and certainly not Hinduism, and we know because we are, drum roll please, 200 hour certified professional authoritative yogis. And some of us are even 500 hour kimyajnaasi, what a sacrifice. Registered yoga therapists. And it is we who offer the traditional forms of yoga, hot yoga, power yoga, etc., etc. And you, as a Hindu, are not even able to teach in these venues. And it is not merely the once sacred Sanskrit, Tamil, Hindu term yoga, yogam, that has been absolutely distorted, twisted, beyond recognition. The following was inspired by Mahaganapati at Ganesh Chaturthi several years ago, an utsava that I am sure all of you Hindus religiously celebrate annually, setting the stage for our utsava or festival season. And in this making of our clay Ganesh images, we participate in this Hindu creation story where Mata Paravati, 
created her son, Ganapati, to protect her, to protect the dharma. Powerful lessons for life in general and for the Hindu yoga dharma specifically. Ganapati stood up even in the face of Mahadev, reminding us that when we hold on to something true and good, if we have courage, we will stand up for it. Now, in life, it's a fact that when we do stand up, there will always be those that try and take you down. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Sometimes we lose big. In this case, Ganesha lost his head. But those of you who know this story know that in the end, everything turned out all right as Ganesha got a new head. Tremendous symbolism here. We'll do a whole podcast on Ganapati. And now Ganesha, probably more than most any other Hindu deity, is known around the world. We must look at a larger picture of life. We are here in these various incarnations to realize our soul as we go through all of the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the good and the bad. It's developing the inner character. We have to accept this. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. But we need to hold on to good principles and stand up for them. So every year at the ashram, everyone makes their clay images of Ganesha. And it is absolutely amazing for those who have maybe never ever done this before, the inspirational messages that come through in making these clay images. And we always get an overriding message yearly for the ashram. And this one particular year, the message happened to be, Why Ganesha? Why Ganesha? Letter Y Ganesha. And a murti was made in Ganesha's trunk, his Vilambita Sutra, was fashioned in the form of a question mark with a dot at his nabi or navel. So three things, why Ganesha? Every Hindu should know why we beseech Mahaganapati first. And again, we will do a podcast on this. Number two is the questioning Ganapati, relevant here. And number three is the letter Y Ganapati. We can see the classic yogas in Ganesha's form. So number two is the questioning Ganapati. So thinking of Ganapati, the inspiration came where Ganesha questions us as Hindus, why are Ayurveda, chakras, kundalini a new age thing, but not Hindu? Why is karma just anything, but not Hindu? Why is a mantra any repetition, but not Hindu? Why is a pundit merely a politician, not a Hindu perohit? Why do many make fun of the bindu, 
You know they do. Dot head, bullet hole, you are here. And why are many afraid of the word Hindu? Hindu, it is not a foreign term. This too we will do a podcast on. And why is a guru just anybody? Diet guru, fitness guru, Wall Street guru. Try that with imam and see how far you get. And why, oh why, is yoga an exercise for money? And the Hindus are not even given credit for the numerals and especially zero, sunya, kya, bat, he. We Hindus need to look in the mirror, for if we continue to capitulate rather than educate, the dharma will only continue to deteriorate. Will you stand up for the dharma? Will you educate or will you capitulate? The choice is up to you.